time. And I did the worst. Um, I'd served them the worst, but also had the worst results than any other time. Yeah. So after that, it was a good swift, swift kick in the pants that reminded me, you know, now what I do, um, and this goes back to what I was talking about before, like I'm sure that you do the same thing is I wake up or before I do something, I'm just like, how can I serve these people at the highest level? Right. Yeah. Just think about serving those on the, this is great. If you're a podcast guest, especially right. Go on that person's show and just think like, who's the audience? How can I serve them at the highest level? And that's what I often ask when I get approached, um, to be on shows as a guest, I'll, I'll email them back. I'm like, tell me a little bit about your audience and what they need and what they need help with. So I can make sure that I serve them at the highest level. Thank you so much for joining us here on Achieve Greater, where we bring the amazing people in my life to you, the amazing people that need them. Today, we have an amazing guest, Evans Putnam. Not only is he a brilliant man, he's a loving, kind-hearted soul who has done absolutely nothing since the moment I met him, but continue to serve others deeply. And for that, we're going to bring him on. And today, we're going to talk about the power, purpose, and potential of passionate pop. <laughs> We did this just perfect beforehand, and I said it because it's not recording. The purpose, power, and potential of passionate podcasting for your business and for you. <laughs> he said, go for it. Just don't make me say it. So with <laughs> with that, I want to in introduce you. This is Evans Putnam, uh, a dear friend and a very trusted man. And so welcome. Welcome very much. Um, tell us a little bit, like, how did you start podcasting? Where did that enter into your life? Well, it's interesting because it's sort of gone full circle, right? I started not behind the microphone, but sort of behind the curtain as the marketing and sales consultant, business consultant for another podcaster who came to me and was looking for some help. And it was in, it was something well, I knew I knew marketing consulting, I knew business consulting. At this point in my life, I had already built two businesses online and sold those. But podcasting was something that was brand new to me. And I literally was just like, this is going to be fun, but I have no idea what I'm doing. Right. So that's sort of what happened. You know, it was that, usually and, the things that the, are most fun. <laughs> yeah. Well, the fun, Chad, and two, one thing I want to share with everybody, because this was the big the biggest lesson for me, well, there were a couple, right? I was, I was at the point when I came into this, I had actually just lost a lot of my consulting clients and was at a rock bottom when it came to revenue. Like basically I was, I had one client that was on the books paying me. Um, I hadn't been filling my pipeline lesson learned, right? I was, I didn't have a lot of people waiting to work with me. I'd gotten lazy. I'd sort of gotten fat and lazy because I I was doing good. My wife had just come home from working uh, to stay, you know, to help with our daughter who's very young. We made that decision together because everything was going great, and then it wasn't. Uh, and I and I literally woke up and was I was bringing in enough money to probably pay the utility bills at that point. But um, the big lesson I want to share with everybody, besides keep your pipeline full, right, is also that. I sort of beat myself up for it for a day, but then I just went right back out there and started looking. I was like, I've done this before. I can do it again, right? So for everybody who's going through sort of a hard time, just take a moment to remember that you've done this before. You've gone through a struggle before. And generally, the great thing about it is when you look back 10 years or whatever, they all look like just lessons that led to the next great thing. Mm. And for me, that's what it was, right? Because it led to um, working with an amazing friend and mentor and podcaster. His name was Pat Hyben. It was the Real Estate Rockstars with Pat Hyben podcast. But learning something totally new, developing new skills, growing a business in a way I'd never grown one before, becoming known in the industry for doing things that nobody else was doing, and being able to share that with people now and serve them in a way to where I'm able to sort of gift them this knowledge that I never would have had if I wouldn't have like had that really, really, really low spot mm -hmm. um, and big mistake. So big lesson. 
Yeah, absolutely. Um, many times, I mean, you and I knew each other because we were in, we were in a coaching program together. And that was, that was a big thing is what, mm-hmm. what Joe and Eileen teaches all the time is like, go ahead and fail. Yeah. Just, just get out there, fall on your face and get up because it's through that repetition that we grow and we, we move forward. And mm-hmm. like you said, my, my favorite aspect is like, you know, I, I didn't know what I was doing. We just jumped in. And those <laughs> of us who jump into the things that we don't know, we will learn fast, we grow fast. And then we lead others into the same thing. And that's one thing I love about you is, I mean, A, we understand the process that we both use, but more importantly, you, you tend to jump, learn, and immediately I see you turn around and teach. Oh, and yeah, I, yeah. I, and I love huge. that about you. Yeah, well, th- and thank you. And that's huge too. It, it's, um, and it's funny because now that you've mentioned that, Chad, about the jumping first, when I look at it, look back at my trajectory, it is those sort of like, oh my gosh, this is going to be scary. This is going to put me at a big deficit when it comes to finances. This is going to be something brand new. What if it doesn't work, but let's just jump anyway and try it. And those have always been the biggest ascensions as well, right? It's like you get that momentum, like going on a roller coaster, right? You get that momentum from going down, jumping, going down fast and just like taking a risk and then boom, you just rock it up to the top. So, um, and it's huge. And going back to the teaching part, the teaching part is one, it's it's one of my most favorite things to do is to share with other people. Um, but I do it a little bit selfishly too, because it often, one, helps me develop more wisdom, develop more clarity around what I'm sharing and gives me a lot of ahas that I don't have when I'm doing it myself. But um, But also the teaching aspect it just helps me continue to propel forward. Right. And to pass on knowledge for things that I've learned, but yeah, it's a, uh, it's huge. When you learn something, I, I think it was, this was something that I believe I'm trying to think now, I don't think it was Russell Brunson and it may have been, but it was, it was something that I learned, right. Where it's like, you don't really learn something. It's not really embedded in you until you share it with somebody else yeah. and help them understand it. And that's when the true understanding comes to you as well. So uh, it's one of my favorite things to do. My mom was a teacher. So I was a coach in the past life, a basketball coach, coached high school basketball. Um, So I've always been sort of one who taught others and shared stuff with others. Yeah, I was a same same concept as I was taught when I was younger. It was by my psychology teacher in, uh, I think it was my junior year in high school. He said, if you can't teach it, you don't know it yet. He says, mm-hmm. if you can't teach it fluently so, the, so a common person can understand it, you don't yet understand it. He says, but when you can, without giving it a second thought, he says, now you're on the first step to gaining wisdom. And I'm like, mm-hmm. All that to get to the first step, he goes, yeah, what's knowledge without application <laughs> and application or wisdom is knowing the proper application of the knowledge. He said, so be able Absolutely. to teach it fluently, move on from there. And you've done that in your business to where you've learned so many things about it. Like you said, you jumped in to like, this wasn't even my thing, podcasting to now you lead people into high volume, high ticket sales through the use of podcasting, correct? Yeah, absolutely. And that's, um, that was a big part of it. You know, when I, when I started learning this, it, it didn't start off that way, right? It started with us, one, me being brought on to help this podcast grow, right? Mm-hmm. Which I was like, I don't know what I'm doing, but I'm going to try it anyway, right? But I was really attracted to this message. It was really funny because the story, going back to the story of how I connected with Pat, I I went out that, I gave myself that day of grief of beating myself up. I went out the next day, started looking and I was online looking for um, clients for opportunities. And I ran across this post that said something like writing blog content for a podcast, show notes, not blog content, show notes. Um, And I'm sitting here thinking, okay, no, keep going. Right. But, but at this time I was also focusing on the real estate space. I'd niched into that because I had a license I invested and I discovered as a marketing consultant, if I knew like the real estate space and worked with realtors and real estate investors, I could charge more. 
right? So that's how I found out mm. about this Real Estate Rockstars podcast and this post. And I'm looking at it. I'm like, no, that's that's something that I would generally hire out to somebody else to do, not something that I would do now. So I kept going, but something kept pulling me back, right? So that's the other big lesson I'd like to share with everybody is to listen to your intuition, trust your intuition and that energy and that feeling that drew me towards that, right? Because guess what I did, Chad, is I actually reached out to this person, discovered that they lived in the same location as me, which was ridiculously rare. I usually worked with people all over the world, but never anybody in my own space. I'd never even met clients personally in, in person before. So we arranged a meeting and at that meeting, I sat down with Pat and I just simply asked, I was like, what is it that you really aspire to do with this? What is the true, what's the big dream? What's the big idea behind this? And that's when it started uncovering where he's like, well, I'd like to, I, I learned more about him and how successful he was and how he wanted to share that knowledge with mm -hmm. others to help them, other real estate agents to free up their time free up their calendars, to be able to spend more time with their family while being ridiculously successful, which is what he had done, right? So he was mm -hmm. passing that knowledge on. And as we discussed this, it, I was like, give me the week. Yeah, was, this was like a Saturday or a Friday, but I'm like, let's, let's reconvene on Monday. I'm going to bring you a plan for this entire business model, right? So it took me from podcast show notes to now all of a sudden I'm building a business for somebody, right? Just because <laughs> I asked the right questions. I started thinking of it like, what is it you really want to do? And that's a question. If you ask people, a lot of times it'll uncover things that they're not sharing with you initially, right? They start mm -hmm. to open up to you. And um, from there, once we started doing that, we were like, okay, we're going to sell real estate sales training through podcasts. How do we do that? And that's what sort of opened up the path to um, something that I now call the podcast sales machine blueprint, which is a system that I developed over time for growing a large audience of eager buyers. We grew organically to averaging between 150 to 190,000 monthly listeners for this podcast. We went from there to next we're like struggling because we're not getting leads. We're not getting sales. So we found a way to actually get leads from the podcast. We stopped worrying about the sales focused on the leads. And once we did that, we discovered this new way of getting leads using the irresistible opt-in offer that I created. We had a 78.6% opt-in rate from like, the entirety once we launched this so that that was the the where it stayed except for once when i tried to get tricky and was like i can do better i screwed up the, i screwed something up we dropped down to 50% i went back to the way it was before we went back up to 78% <laughs> which is crazy right because that's when i went to lead pages and um another site that was focused on leads and read this the data like 30% is exceptional yeah. And we were hitting, you know, almost three times that close to it. Right. I'm not a big math major, but we were close to three <laughs> times that. And um, once we started getting the leads, we started realizing, OK, we're still trickling in on sales here. We got one hundred and fifty thousand people listening. We're crushing it on leads. But where are the sales? And that's when we started really discovering the whole what I, I laugh about it, because I call it the sell without selling system. Right. When we stopped selling, we actually went from zero to half a million in the next 12 months. It's like, well, wait a minute. That just doesn't make any sense. Um, but each one of those steps, were, it was a it was a journey. It was a struggle. And it, we we failed quite often because we tried really different things and other people were doing. We stopped listening to what they would tell us to do, like all the you know, they say you got to do this. They say you got to do that. And we're like, no, let's just try our thing because we've already tried their thing and it's mm -hmm. not working. Um, not to say that others don't have a great advice and great wisdom, but sometimes you just have to take what others are sharing, turn it into something of your own, try it, fall down, get up again, fall down again, and um, just keep moving forward. But it, it was an amazing and I was really blessed because my my mentor my friend pat 
my client at the time, who later became my business partner because I actually risked it all and said, let, let me just go in and have ownership in the business. And that's when we really took off too as well. Um, but he allowed me, he gave me the freedom to try these things. You know, I'd come with some crazy idea and he'd be like, yeah, what the hell? Let's try it. You know, just give it a shot. What he's like, it might not work. <laughs> it might work. Right. But it's, it, that's, that's something that I learned from him that I really didn't do before. So that's also the power of getting around people. Even though he was my client, he later became my friend, my business partner. I consider him a mentor and still a friend. But having people in your life that are already farther up the path from you that are successful, maybe they're, I mean, he did it in a different industry than I was in, but mm -hmm. there were so many lessons to learn from him that I was able to pull into what I was doing. And it changed me um, from that forward, because now it's like, like what you said earlier, get, I now give myself permission to fail. I give myself permission to not know what's going to happen, right? To, there there yep. is no certainty anyway. Um, I think I heard Richie Norton, one of my friends and mentors shared something along the lines that the only thing that is certain is that there is no certainty, right? <laughs> so the only thing certain is that something's going to happen. Mm -hmm. Right. But nothing will happen if you don't just do it. So, um, but yeah, it, it was a fun, it was a fun ride. And now I've been blessed to work with many successful entrepreneurs and share the system with them and see them go on and just crush it. And some of them are, you know, doing really, really amazing things out there and they're, they're very successful. And I just absolutely love that because I'm, you know, even if I'm just a small part of it, um, which I am, I just come in and give them a model, a system that right. works and their genius takes that and uses it. And, you know, it just sort of amplifies what they're looking to do. Um, but yeah, so it sort of transformed over time from first selling courses to later selling high ticket, anything, high ticket courses, high ticket services, high ticket coaching programs, um, but more from a one to many model. So that's mm -hmm. one thing I always like to be clear with people that this is not, this is not bringing guests on and selling them to be your client. This is actually selling to your audience and turning your guests into your JV partners, which is really powerful and building strong relationships with them. Yeah. I love that. Um, two, two things I, you know, I never really thought about it. That's one area that we're kind of similar in is, people that were once our clients have actually become our business partners. <laughs> mm -hmm. And uh, uh, I, I speak very highly of my business partner, Krista. Uh, she's amazing. And the journey that she's gone through in just a couple of years, it amazes me that it took me 20 years to get where I am. <laughs> <laughs> and, I, and I stop and I ask myself, you know, how much further along would I be if I had just swallowed my pride 20 years ago and said, there's somebody succeeding in an area that I want to succeed and just grab their coattail because it, yeah. it took me, it took me two decades just to figure it all out. Right. And then me we too. have people come in and you're like, Oh yeah, by the way, here's 20 years of my blood, sweat, tear, and agony um, all wrapped up for you with all the lessons and none of the pain. Here you go. Mm. And uh, when you told me initially that you used podcasting to make high ticket sales, um, my brain just went like, that's where you just talk. Like I had no concept that you could use that as a platform to actually gain or transform clients, you know, or mm. potential clients in the future. And it just blew my mind that the application of a podcast could be so broad. And when you said, hey, we, we don't, we're not looking to like sell on the podcast. We just use that to get leads. And it's like my brain, my brain just like came to a screeching halt because we have these preconceived notions of how different platforms are supposed to be used. And then you get yeah. somebody like you walk in and be like, Oh no, no, watch this. <laughs> this is so neat. Um, well, one thing you said, Chad, that's really, I hope everybody caught it. You use the word transform, right? And that's really the, that's really, been something that I've grasped over the past few years, 
right? And I teach a lot of um, my my students, my clients, this as well that to use the to use the podcast in a way to actually create your dream client, mm -hmm. right? Because you, if you think about it, you have the power to you know. Now I'm not saying that you're doing anything manipulative or anything. You're mm -hmm. sharing content, you're sharing stories, you're sharing value to them in a way that's not like picking up a, an encyclopedia for those of you who are old enough to remember those. It's not a big book of information that you're sharing. You're actually sharing a transformation. And if you help people through your content to be who they need to be to do the thing they wish to do, which just happens to be the thing that you offer them, then the belief in themselves is created and that's the most powerful aspect of it because you can sell your programs to anybody, but the ones who are truly going to achieve and succeed are the ones that have the belief that they can do it, right? The yes. belief in themselves, the belief in your system, and the belief in you. And that's what's really powerful about podcast content is if you focus on really creating and shifting belief and creating transformation in the content then you can actually create your dream clients, right? We always laugh about it. People are out there, you know, fishing in red <laughs> oceans, blue oceans, whatever. I'm like, just create your own darn ocean. Make your own. Using your <laughs> podcast, right? You don't need to fish in anybody else's ocean. You're creating your own and you're serving people at a high level as well because there's mm -hmm. nothing better that you can do than to shift somebody's belief and allow them to believe in themselves so they can step on that path of purpose and prosperity and do the thing they're called to do to serve others. So um, it's really a powerful obligation that you have as a podcast host. And when used the right way, it benefits everybody. It's a win for you. It's a win for them. It's a win for the people they serve. It's a win for the world. Oh, absolutely. Uh, I'm, I'm totally with you on transforming the belief of your audience. I think that's so powerful. And I'm going to use today as an example. Um, you're coming in and you're sharing a completely new perspective on podcasting. Like this, this whole different purpose than what most people, they go on to podcasts, they learn. They go on podcasts for entertainment. They get on podcasts to escape <laughs> you know, their lives. But you're saying, you know, you can actually use a podcast to improve other people's lives and grow a business. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. So without you here, my audience would not understand the power of that because I would very poorly try and explain that. <laughs> well, and it, it's so something, it, you know, Chad, you mentioned the, the program that you and I were in earlier and learning a lot of transformational speaking. Mm -hmm. I would I would highly recommend that if you're a podcast host, especially if you're doing solo, even if you're doing uh, interviews. And one, I would always suggest, you know, if you're if the best way to sell your offers, your high ticket offers is to do mostly solo shows, right? To do some solo shows, but also to bring people on that can really help with your with your um, listeners as well. But, um, but yeah, you want to, you know, you want to study speakers go out and like look at really good speakers transformational speakers and look at what they're doing and pick up on that and this just use you don't have to be perfect but just use a little bit of it to help people and help them sort of create that belief in themselves and it often comes from telling really good stories and learning how to tell stories in a way that bring people in to the story right we often i, I can't remember who who coined this term, but mind movies is one that goes around. Mm -hmm. And it reminds me of like, I mean, we've all found ourselves either in a book while, well, actually in the book while we're reading the book, right? That's <laughs> right. the whole point. You become yeah. immersed for your listener to become immersed in the stories and see themselves in this story, right? And seeing the things that you've been through, that your guests have been through and how they've overcome those and what they did to overcome them. And that will connect with people and create that belief. Yeah, we. Uh, some, somebody asked me two things, and you'll you'll laugh at this one. I don't know if anybody else will get it, but you'll laugh. Uh, somebody asked me, they're like, "Look, you had a four-hour event. We lasted <laughs> seven hours, and nobody left. 
how did you do that? And I said, do you really want to know? And he said, yeah. And I said, go watch TD Jakes. Mm. Now, everybody knows I don't talk anything like TD Jakes. And he looked at me and goes, well, I'm not a religious man. I don't want to go watch some some pastor. And I says, oh, I'm sorry. I, I thought you wanted to know how I kept you here for seven hours. <laughs> and he's like, no, it's just like you were so engaging. It's like, yeah. It's engaging. It's, it's mm-hmm. sharing that story. And the use of story, uh, I love storytelling. But it's, it's such a simple understanding that when your story becomes their story, your lessons become their lessons. And then they make the same decisions that got you where you are today. Mm-hmm. And that next logical decision would be to work with you. Yeah. And because true. we're not, we're not manipulating somebody to believe a certain way. We're helping them to believe the way that they need to believe to get where they already desire to go. Mm-hmm. So in our effective storytelling, we're actually shifting that belief and helping them to become the best version of themselves to attain the best outcome. And hopefully that's with us, right? <laughs> but if not, I know you, you're like me. If not, we're still excited if they go and they get that help somewhere else because we just want to see them progress and move forward. Yeah. Yeah, um, and that's, I mean, that's true. That should, you know, that way, if you, if you lead from a place of service first, if that's where you go into this, like, I don't know about you, but I'm, I have a feeling you probably do this as well. When I go onto a podcast, when I go to speak to somebody's, you know, Facebook group, when I do a virtual event myself, when I, the worst one, I'll give like the worst one first, the worst one I ever did was when I woke up and I was like, I'm going to go out and I'm going to accomplish this today right? I'm going for this. I want to get this many people from my event, from my talk to co-join my program. That's my goal. (laughs) And at the entire time, it was like, I was so out of alignment. My energy wasn't right. It just was a bad time. And I did the worst. Um, I'd served them the worst, but also had the worst results than any other time. So after that, it was a good swift, swift kick in the pants that reminded me, you know, now what I do, um, and this goes back to what I was talking about before, like, I'm sure that you do the same thing is I wake up, or before I do something, I'm just like, how can I serve these people at the highest level, right? Yeah. Just think about serving those on the, this is great if you're a podcast guest, especially, right? Go on that person's show and just think like, who's the audience, how can I serve them at the highest level? And that's what I often ask when I get approached um, to be on shows as a guest, I'll, I'll email them back. I'm like, tell me a little bit about your audience and what they need and what they need help with. So I can make sure that I serve them at the highest level and then remove all expectation of a result and just go into it from that point of service. And then the magic that happens is you actually end up getting a better result than you would have even thought about in the first place, usually. Yep. Um, so that's really powerful. But one thing that I do want to, I want to share too with people, because I, I just want to clear this up before we go deeper into it, because um, I often get this question. A lot of time there's confusion because people often only think the other thing that you didn't mention is they often think that the only way they can make money from their podcast is by getting sponsors or ads And, you know, I will share with them real world story. We had, when when you grow a big audience, you will have opportunities to get sponsors, to get ads. You need to have a big audience. First of all, let's put that out there because they're not going to, if you just started, you're not going to get sponsors anyway. Um, And I don't want you to, that's, that's the big point here, but we had we were approached many times with you know guaranteed money, right? When you're looking, somebody's like, "I'm going to cut you a check," and me as the person who had to do the numbers and who had you know whose whose revenue, like my money coming to me, was dependent on the money we made. Those looked really nice. It's like, oh, this would be nice. But here's the thing: is that we could easily sell two or three things and triple quadruple what that guaranteed check was. And that's when we had 150,000 monthly listeners. Hmm. So I always tell people, 
you know, the, the, I, sh I want you to sponsor, I want you to have sponsors, but I want that sponsor to be yourself sponsor your own thing, right? Mm, Sell like your it. own thing. Um, don't start selling other people's things through year because one, your audience will push back against it. We actually had people when we, this was when we were running our own ads in the middle of our podcast and interrupting it when we were still trying to sell before we figured out that you make more money by not selling. And we, we would have people reach out to us. They'd email us and be like, we don't like what you're doing. We don't like that you're doing this. And here's another big tip for everybody. Be transparent. You know what we did? Well, I have to give credit to Pat for this, but at the beginning of the shows, he would read those emails, good and bad. So the ones that came in that were like saying, hey, this is not good. Please quit doing this. We read them. We acknowledged mm. them. And then we said, we'll do better. We'll make changes based on your feedback. And so what that does for you, and this is a secret to growth, because I don't want to not, I don't want to not share some like really good value here too, um, if I haven't yet. But one of the <laughs> ways you grow your podcast that people forget about is that you don't quit engaging with your podcast listeners, right? You make sure that they know that they are seen, that they're heard, that they're acknowledged, you engage with them, you read some of their emails on, on your show, you read some of their reviews on your show, you ask them to like send in questions, whatever that looks like. Because as you and I both know, when it comes to business, it's easier to take care of your existing clients and customers, right? Yep. And make sure that you take care of them so that they continue to buy from you, continue to work with you, continue to refer people to you than it is to constantly chase new ones. So once you start building that listenership base, you really want to make sure that they understand that they're known, or that they're heard, that they're seen, that they're acknowledged, and they'll stick around and they'll recommend your podcast. And once you build that foundation and they keep coming back again and again, that's how we were able to grow, Chad, because we quickly, the first three to six months, we grew to 70,000 listeners. We never went backwards, right? And I, when I look back on it now, there was not a magic formula that I was doing, but what I was doing and what we were doing is we were actually engaging and acknowledging our listeners that we had, and that kept them coming back again and again. And we were giving them good value, right, right as well for, with what they were hearing from us. But by doing that, we had a foundation that helped us continue to grow and grow. So we didn't have to like, roll backwards down the hill, push the boulder up a little bit, roll back a little. It, we just kept pushing and pushing and pushing. And the beautiful thing is like anything, you hit a tipping point. And I remember we hit a tipping point at one point where we looked up and we're like, holy mackerel, we're at like a million listeners. Right. <laughs> and then within, it felt like, like a couple months later, it's like, oh, we were at 2 million. Because once you hit that tipping point, if you're doing things the right way and you're valuing those who are coming and sharing their time with you, then you just take off. The momentum picks up. Uh, and that's really how we were. That's that's one of the magic keys to how we grew such a large audience because we didn't lose a lot of our audience. Mm. Yeah, I've uh, I struggled with the, how do I get more clients? Back when I first started in the in the online game, and man, it's it's a constant uphill struggle. And then somebody said, "Well, why don't you just serve the ones you've got?" And I said, "Well, I did." And I'm like, "Yeah, but where do they go from there? Take them to the next step." And that taught me, "Hey, I've always got to be in a continual learning phase. I've got to be able to be at that next level beyond what I'm teaching. Otherwise, who's going to take them there? Mm, who's going to yeah. take them there?" And somebody will, if you don't, yeah, right? somebody's going to be there. And I realized all of a sudden it was like, I'm not out looking for new clients anymore. My clients are paying me again to take them to that next level. And more importantly, I'm not looking for new clients. Their connections are coming to me. Mm -hmm. And I was like, huh, light bulb moment, right? Like stop looking for clients. So like you, I stopped selling. <laughs> I stopped promoting and my profits went through the roof. <laughs> <laughs> right. And that that's sort of magical, right? I mean, and we, what it was actually, you know, the funny thing was, is it, it, 
it was sort of brilliant, but not meant to. I mean, it was like accidental brilliance, I guess you could call it, is the words I'm looking for. When we shifted, we decided to stop selling at first mm-hmm. because, you know, we, we were still selling. We were still getting, you know, but they were trickle. It was barely enough to pay some of the people that we had working with us to, you know, keep the bills going and everything. Um, but I remember like just sort of taking a look and going, you know what? I know we're not getting a lot of sales, but you know, what's really pitiful is we're getting like one lead every two weeks when we got 150,000 <laughs> people listening to this, what right. is going on there? So it's always taking a moment to step back and find sort of those levers in your business. And I know we're talking about business versus podcast, but I tell people, the funny thing is, is that I take this podcast sales machine blueprint that I created, podcast sales machine system, and I've used the same exact principles with people that don't have podcasts because I have business consulting clients too that are very successful um, business owners that don't have podcasts that I just come into their business and I sort of integrate these same principles into their business and help them blow up their business. But when we looked at it, for one, we were we were not given any value. There was no reason for people to give us an email address. Mm-hmm. We were giving, we were like, Hey, here, get our, get our really cool newsletter. Right. <laughs> it's, like, <laughs> it's like, and then it's like, you know, that was back when people still did a lot of like newsletter stuff. Right. So right. still a few years back, but there was no value in that. The only thing that was valuable was for us because people that got the newsletter got a reminder that we had a new podcast coming out. Right. But there was no real value there. So we had to take a step back and say, okay, how do we ridiculously over deliver and create an irresistible opt in offer? Never in our wildest dreams that we'd know that we'd have almost eight out of 10 people opting in when they hit that page. And um, we did that by stopping, we stopped focusing on the transaction and started focusing on a way to over deliver and build a relationship, right? Mm. With these leads. So people went from listening to they became a lead. And oftentimes they wouldn't buy anything until eight months later because I could track it. But guess Mm. what we did over those eight months? We kept giving them something new, giving them new value. We kept reaching out to them. We generally, when when I think back on it, we were probably giving like at a four to one or a five to one ratio, like a give to an ask. Right. Mm -hmm. And that in itself, when I look back, like our, our email open rates were like at 48% on this list. So they were opening our emails because they knew there was something in there. It's like, Hey, guess what we did? We just threw something really cool into our resource area for you. Right. By the time I left, this will this might blow your mind or the listener's mind a little bit, and they might think we were crazy, but we <laughs> had a resource area that we called the Agent Success Toolbox that had over 200 things in it that were free, <laughs> right? Take this stuff, learn from it, get a win, learn to trust us a little bit. Here's your next step. Like you said, giving them the next step up. And the next step up was like, hey, don't you want to come over here now? Now that you've gotten this win, we've solved a problem, but we opened up a door to a new problem. So now you can take that solution over here, fix that problem, make a bunch of money. Mm -hmm. And that's what it did. But it was all about the relationship. It was all about forgetting all about, you know, selling and pitching and constantly commoditizing ourselves, And it was more about the relationship and then giving them the opportunity to buy when they were ready. You know, we, we just sort of sat back, leaned back and we're like, okay, you know, when you're ready, we'll be here to help you. And once they bought from us, they continued to buy again and again. And one thing we noticed too, Chad, is that that list, when I went back and looked at it, 80% of our highest value clients, the ones that spent the most with us, that bought multiple things, that referred business to us, they came from that list, Mm. right? So it's really powerful. And I I often tell people, I'm like, you accelerate revenue when you accelerate relationships. 
You yeah. forget about the transaction. Think about the transformation. How can I serve this person? How can I give them a quick win that'll solve one of their big problems? How can I build that trust that I've already started creating in the podcast content and just shorten that sales cycle? But instead of pushing and pushing and pushing, just put it out there knowing that it's valuable and that they will take it when they're ready to move to the next step and being there to help guide them when they're ready. Mm -hmm. Right. So um, it's just, it's a different way of doing it. It's just, you know, being, being on an energetic sort of serving way of doing things that then just attracts people to you and makes them want to stick around. I mean, people would tell us so many amazing stories. We, you know, we, we actually had somebody come up to us in person one time it was crazy as this guy we were at a big event these people kept sort of staring at us they weren't staring at me they were staring at him um <laughs> but they come over and they're like you know hey is that pat and i'm like yeah and i'm like oh we listen to his show all the time blah 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 they're like can you introduce us so i did and we're all just sort of standing there talking this guy like pulls his wallet out and he's like look i got I, I opted into your free resource area. I closed a deal. I got like a $15,000 commission from a free thing. He's like, who in the heck ever gives somebody that kind of value? He's like, I got my credit card here. I know that y'all were talking about something new you're creating. Can I go in and pay for it? They're <laughs> <laughs> just like, um, well, we don't have any way of processing it, but you know, no, but we'll make sure you're the very first person to get it. And, right. uh, information <laughs> and everything, but, but that's what happens when you start like treating people differently and treating it like a relationship, like you would want to be treated and not like they're just a number, not a transaction. It's just, um, it's amazing the kind of things that'll happen. And it also shows you the power. One thing I don't want to gloss over here is that these, these guys that came over to talk to Pat, they were like, it was like they were his best friend. They had known him for 20 years that's the power of your podcast. If you do mm -hmm. the content the right way. And it was so funny because he actually asked me, he was like, were they on the show? Did I know them? Did I enter? I'm like, no, they're just listeners. Just but listen. that's the kind of effect you have on people when you put your heart in it the right way and do it the right way. That's, that's awesome. Um, so for those that are interested in podcasting uh, that are just here and they're like, Hey, I never thought about podcasting like that. What would you say their their next step would be? Like, what's the next thing that they could go out today and say, okay, I need to start. I want to make some, <laughs> I want to make some profit. <laughs> I want to make a difference. How would you recommend they they move forward? Well, you know, it's funny is I might give a little backwards reverse advice here than some people give, but um, you know, if you haven't, one thing I would say is get your, what I call a selling story, your signature st selling story down. And the way you can do that is by guesting on other shows. So start going on other shows, sort of get on these shows, learn like how to communicate through the medium as you launch your show, right? Because what that does, Chad, is you're actually, you're going out there and you and I both know this, right? You start when you launch you're not going to have 150,000 monthly listeners right no. away. <laughs> um, you know, this isn't like the old days of Twitter where you just get somebody to buy like a bunch of fake followers, right? You're not going to do that. And if you did do that, it's going to be a waste anyway with a podcast. But going out and starting to build your audience from other people's audiences, getting on highly targeted shows that have your audience, developing your story, your selling story, testing out different ways that you share your stuff on these shows and directing people from, here's the big thing. When you go as a guest, same thing if you have your own podcast, directing people to do one thing at the end, right? Send them over to get your, your really cool thing, whatever the next step is, right? Create desire for the next thing and then have them go get it. So I would start there and then start to build your podcast. Don't put a lot of pressure on yourself right out of the gate, right? Just launch your podcast, knowing that you're on other shows, growing an audience. And that might be what you do when you go on the other shows. Your sole thing may be like, hey, 
you know, where can they find out more about you? Well, why don't you go listen to, I, I just launched a new podcast. I'd love to have you come check it out. Here's where you can listen to it. Mm-hmm. Right. So it's a great way to grow your audience and develop your, your, um, your rapport with people on other shows and to go about it that way. But then, you know, launch it with intention, launch it with be, don't come out of the gate. I had a, I had a friend of mine and a, a client in a past life who <laughs> it was a while back, not a past life, but he, he was like, I'm going to, I'm going to do a show every day. I'm doing an episode every day. And he came out of the gate, like just tearing it up. Um, and then all of a sudden he just burn out. Right. Mm-hmm. It seemed like a great idea, a great way to build an audience, but then they were also expecting where is the next episode. Right. And then he's like, well, I can't do it anymore. I'm burnt out. I'm going to go to like once every couple of weeks at that point they all just sort of disappeared because they were used to the consistency and the way that he was doing it so look at your schedule and say look can i do one a week can i do one every other week can i do two a week start off with something realistic and keep it consistent as you move forward and um and don't don't put a lot of pressure on yourself cuz guess what they're not going to be that great when you first start right but just start that's the key. Just start and get going. And um, yeah, get good at telling your story. Get good at start. Like you said, study other speakers. Yeah. Learn how to do transformational storytelling. Just learn these things and then get on there and really shift beliefs for people because that's where the real power is. Yeah, that's that's amazing because there's so many people. They're like, oh, I just don't even know where to start. And <laughs> you're like, I am. This may be counter to what often people tell you, but if you <laughs> right. want to have a show, go be a guest. Yeah. No, because how can we how can we better understand what our guests might need unless we're the guest? Mm-hmm. Because that's a really good way to put yourself in their shoes is by literally put yourself in their shoes and then you can you can feel what feels good, what is uncomfortable. What's a what's a what's a good thing to do for other people when they're when they're a guest on your show? Um if somebody said, okay, cool, great. I have a podcast. Where can they reach out and learn more from you? Well, I would tell the them, <laughs> go, yeah, go to, uh, I'll, I'll give you 50 different places. No, I'm just kidding. Yes. Um, <laughs> we'll put them all in the show notes. <laughs> yeah, go, no, go to, just go to podcast sales machine and check it out. I usually run, um, master classes, workshops from there. You can either get on the the waiting list for the next one, or if there's one open already, you can get on there, but you can actually look on there and see some of the people that I've worked with, hear what it's like to work with me. And if you're so inclined from that point, you don't want to wait because I love working with people one-on-one as well. Um, And I'll do that if it's a right fit for both of us, and it's going to benefit you to do that then once you read through, listen to those testimonials and everything, if you don't want to wait for the next, you know, workshop or masterclass or when that next virtual event is, just shoot me a message um, directly from there on the, the, you know, email address or reach out to me on social media and say, hey, man, I'd love to just, I'm, I'm here, I've got a podcast, I need to, I'm struggling with this because so many people do this, I'm struggling, I haven't connected it to my business, I've got a high ticket offer. Um, can you help me? And yeah, I can help you at that point for sure. Awesome. And I, I have, I have never, <laughs> this, this, this may shock you. I have never endorsed another trainer. I have never said, I put my stamp on, I endorse this person. Um, even if I highly recommend their stuff, I never per- put my person be like, I would put my, my name on their stuff. I would do that for you, Evan. Oh, so I if anybody that. is listening, um, and I know it's real because it makes my heart twinge when I say that, I highly endorse Evans um, because I know his heart and I know his passion to actually serve, and I know his results. <laughs> so if you if you have any interest, highly go over check out podcast sales machine, um, check him out, check out what he does, and if anything, follow him for some really great insights. And if you get a chance to get on his his uh, master classes, an amazing time, uh, great value. Always there to serve, and always, always dumb scold. So, um, I don't want to. I don't want to run too far over here for everybody. 
but is there one thing, one thing that you could share with people as an insight? And then I always have one question I have to ask at the end. Oh, I'd love to. Um, this goes back to something you shared earlier. You know, one thing that I think you and I have both learned over time is, you know, find somebody that's doing what you want to do and then get their help, even if it means paying them, right? And I, Or help them, right? Serve them. Um, and I've done a lot of that recently. I've like cut out a lot of, a lot of the stuff that all of, because I love to learn, but I also know that, you know, going too many different directions is not working. So I started being intentional. I started looking like these people are, they have a system. They're making a lot of money with this. It's simple. They're very successful. I think I'd like that. I'm going to try that for business. This person's really good when it comes to creating freedom for their, for their, you know, to spend time with their family, live life on their turn. I'm going to start paying, you know, serving them, working with them. Um, and one of those people that I did this with, and I wish I had the book here in front of me, is his name is Richie Norton. If you don't know who Richie is, go follow him. Go. He lives an amazing life. He's lived a very tragic life in many ways, but also lives an amazing life. And he wrote this great book called Anti-Time Management. Uh, Anti-Time <laughs> Management. And um, I'm actually good. I've got like 150 copies I'm going to be giving out with one of my offers coming up soon. But uh -huh. There's one thing that he said in that book that really everybody can benefit from everybody on this right now is that I am, I am is a choice, not a destination. Mm -hmm. I am is a choice, not a destination. If you decide you have a calling, a feeling that, you know, that you have people that you're meant to serve, you have a mission, a message, you don't have to wait to do that thing. You don't have to wait to achieve things to then become that. You can become that person right now. All you yeah. have to do is decide it, right? That's like taking, we go the shift from Newtonian physics to quantum physics, right? We live in the world of quantum physics now. See, I'm a, ge I'm a geek when it comes to a lot of different things. But if you declare and you make that choice and say, I am xyz right now you become that person right then you be yeah. who you need to be then start doing the thing you wish to do don't do it the other way around um and that's one thing i would share with everybody that was something that just that out of that entire book which the book will change your life i'd go buy the book anti-time management by richie norton but out of that entire book that one like tiny phrase, when I read that, I was like, that is like so much truth in that statement that I hope, I hope somebody listening right now just sort of feels that and takes that to heart because it'll change everything, right? Yeah. Just I am as a choice, not a destination, be who you need to be now, then do the thing you wish to do. And you can either go buy the book, but if you don't want to buy the book, just buy his next program coming out and he'll give you a book. <laughs> yes, I am going to be, I don't know when I'm going to be doing or what I'm doing with it, but yes, I have 150 copies and I will be glad to give you one. And my wife will be glad to see them out of the closet and out of our house. They're all over like my office in different places. So yes, she'll be happy to see that, but I want to pass that knowledge on to other people because the book itself will, it'll help you become an entrepreneur who starts to look at, the world different and focus on because Chad, you, I know you're a family man and yeah. um, that's important to us. And we can often get lost in our business and this book will help you shift the way you think about so many things that you'll be able to focus on building that castle. And if that castle is your family, your business can be the mode around it, not the other way around. Yeah, exactly. I mean, that, that I am statement, it took me from no joke, $112 month on November to $16,000 clients in January. Awesome. Congrats. Because I was struggling and struggling and struggling and struggling. And I just wasn't making any sales. I wasn't figuring out the right thing. And I turned around, I looked at my wife and I actually, I actually told her this two weeks prior to December being over. And I says, you know what? I am a $16,000 coach. And she says, what's that mean? I says, that means the next, my next client will pay me $16,000. Hmm. 
And she said, okay. And she turned around and she walked away. January 4th, I signed a $16,000 client check money wire transfer. <laughs> and it was like, at that moment, I realized I am who I decide to be. I don't decide to be that person and then become it. I am that person. And then the results follow. Yeah. But you got to be exactly. that person to begin with. And that's what I loved about that statement. And that's why I was always, I started chuckling on you. Now, the last question I love to ask, if you could go from now all the way back to the beginning of time, and you could choose one person to prepare a meal for, what would you cook and where would you eat it? <laughs> oh my gosh. <laughs> Did it, is this going to be somebody that actually likes my food? Because that might be a little bit worrisome. Um, I don't know. <laughs> I, I guess we'll find out. <laughs> Gosh, I don't know, man. It's like there's so many, so many people because I, I'm I'm one who I I follow a lot of ancient traditions and a lot of ancient teachers, right? From Jesus, Buddha, um, you know, down the line to I mean, gosh, like Saint Francis of Assisi, who you know, like all these different, it doesn't matter what religion it is. It's just these spiritual teachers. So I would say, you know, I would love to be able to get, I can't even think of all of them, but if I could, I'd, I'd like to have like my own sort of like last, last supper, but first supper, I guess you could call it, but, but with some of the biggest spiritual teachers, and I'd probably start with, you know, somebody like the Buddha, somebody like Jesus would be invited and Muhammad would be invited. Um, you know, I, gosh, I can't even think of all the ones, but any of them, just people that I could learn from, because it's, to me, it's more, and, and what I would feed them is like the biggest thing. I don't, cause I'm much, I'm, I'm not sure they all eat meat. I mean, who knows <laughs> I would, if it was something that would benefit me, I'd probably just like say, Hey, look, let's just throw a pizza in the oven so we can spend all our time talking instead of me in the kitchen, because I don't want to be in there preparing. So I'm just going to throw a pizza in the in the oven, cook it. And we're just going to sit here and have a have a nice talk. Um, so yeah, it would probably I, I know that didn't answer your question properly. But there you go. Oh, it, it answered it perfectly. Uh, <laughs> what I found about that question, and I actually gave this question back in psychology, is when we ask the question, we learn so much about the person that answers. Can you tell me what the question was? who would I have the meal with and what, what would I prepare for them? Nope. The question <laughs> I asked was what would you cook and where would you eat it? Oh, I missed that part. Where would I, I eat never, it? I never even asked about what person I said, if you could choose anyone <laughs> from here back, what would you cook? Where would you eat it? No, you just totally, <laughs> totally. See, I wasn't even paying attention. So what does that say about me that I don't pay attention? We'll let the audience go ahead and drop that in the responses. That's one thing I like to do is just ask them to respond and say, what'd you learn about Evan through that question? Uh, but yeah, there's, there's so much that we can learn. I mean, you know, maybe somebody wants to cook soup and eat it on a mountaintop. Mm. It tells us right there, we're not talking about the average um, logical person. Yeah. Well, I mean, who's going to eating soup to the top of a mountain? If, if I could, if I could choose a place to eat, that would just generally be just sitting on the beach, looking at the ocean for sure, which I'm yeah. blessed to live down by the ocean. So, um, but yeah, that's always been a peaceful, peaceful location for me. So I'd probably choose that for the location. If I get, if I get another run at the question, right. So. <laughs> yeah. I'm a big water baby myself. It's like, it's either going to be in a mountain region or I'm going to be under a waterfall. Yeah, just, in I, nature, I love, for sure. Yep, got to be outside, be outdoors. Underwater is a mystical experience, and it? it's just mm -hmm. amazing. And short-lived. 
<laughs> you don't want to stand well, where, too long. Where it, they have this thing called scuba diving, Chad, where you can wear this tank on your back and. Uh, and they're done it, that, it is, and that like, is still limited. <laughs> but it, it, if you could, if if anybody listening has the opportunity, to do, that's still like one of my favorite things to do. You just get down there, and it's like time stands still yeah. in so many ways. But you better be paying attention because, as Chad said, it's a, you have a limited time under there. Yep. All right. With that, I don't want to keep everybody paying the, the hour mark for them. Um, so Evans, thank you so much. We're going to go ahead and drop all of your info down in the show notes as well. Again, podcasting sales machine is definitely, we are going to connect with him. And like he said, if you have any questions before or in between those events, please reach out and let him know. Um, he's an amazing guy. <laughs> it really is. Oh, so thank you. Thank, thank you. you. Thank you so much for starting our year off. And I couldn't think of a better person to help me launch off this new year here in 2023. Excited, man. That's exciting. Thank you, Chad. I'm grateful for the opportunity as usual. And just a chance to hang out with you is always fun. Awesome. Thank you so much.